Welcome to Be You, Thank You, the podcast that is all about helping you find your authentic self so that you can own her and love her. Here's your host, certified mindset and confidence coach, burlesque dancer and internet preacher, Adozi Duffy. Hey girlies, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to talk to you guys about rejection. As I find, it's one of the things that keeps so many of us from putting ourselves out there in every sense of the word, right? Like from dating to new relationships to even just saying what our feelings actually are in the moment. A lot of these things come from our fear of rejection. And so I guess I want to talk a little bit about like what even is this fear? Where does it come from? And what can we do to not let it hold us back from all the amazing things that our life has to offer? So even when we think about rejection, most of us kind of have this image in our head specifically of somebody telling us out loud like, no, (laughs) right? Or like, I don't like it, or I don't like you, or I don't think so, right? A lot of us kind of have this image of somebody basically telling us that they don't like or accept part of us, and that if they were to do that, it would be the worst thing that could ever happen to us, right? What I think is so interesting about rejection, though, is that most of the time it just kind of happens in our heads. Like we have this idea that we're worried about somebody is going to tell us no or somebody is going to say that they don't like it or like us or hate us. And so a lot of the things we decide to do or don't do actually ends up being dictated by this idea of what could go wrong in our head, not necessarily the actual like action of somebody rejecting us out loud. And for a lot of us, this obviously comes at different points in our lives. Like maybe we had like a very specific moment where we went out on a limb for someone and it blew up in our face. And so we're so worried that we're going to be in that position again, that we avoid anything that feels anywhere remotely close to that feeling. But what I have to kind of tell you, unfortunately, is that in the areas that you're most afraid of being rejected are actually some of the areas that you care most deeply about and that you would gain the most satisfaction out of actually doing it or accomplishing it, right? Because we don't fear rejection around things we don't give a shit about. Like if somebody tells me I'm not tall enough, I'm like, okay, what? I literally could not give a shit, right? If somebody tells me they don't like me because I'm not tall enough, I genuinely could not be bothered. And then what's also interesting is the other form in which rejection doesn't really affect us that much are things that we feel really strongly about, right? Or things that we feel really confident about in ourselves or things that we really like, right? It's almost impossible for somebody to reject something when we have such a strong acceptance and high regard for it, right? So obviously, if somebody were to tell me that they hated my dogs, I see it as a problem with them, not a problem with my dogs, okay? Because I like my dogs so much, I accept them for exactly who they are. It's practically impossible for someone to penetrate how I feel about them. And so a lot of times when we're avoiding rejection is we're trying not to have a moment where we have to second guess ourselves, where we have to look at something that maybe we like or we're not sure about or we feel sensitive about. And we feel like if somebody else rejects it, that that means we have to take a look at it again and decide something different about it or feel differently about it, right? Like if I go out with my hair looking a certain way and somebody tells me they don't like it, if I'm not secure in my hairstyle, then that leaves room for me to second guess myself, for me to beat myself up, for me to feel insecure for the rest of the time I'm out with that hairstyle, right? And 
in my brain, my brain likes to say, oh, it's this person. This person triggered it. Or, oh, this hairstyle, this hairstyle triggered this, right? But what my brain doesn't like to take responsibility for is the fact that my brain triggered this. My brain triggered it by second guessing instead of allowing me to just accept myself regardless of what was going on outside of me. And that's where we have to learn to kind of be prepared to fight our brain all the time. Okay, I'm not kidding. You got to be prepared because our brain likes to look at outside circumstances, outside people, outside opinions and put all the responsibility on them. They shouldn't have said that. They shouldn't have made me feel that way. If they hadn't made a comment, I would have felt just fine. But the truth is, when it's something that you strongly believe in, it's impossible for somebody from the outside to change your opinion on it, right? So what your responsibility is, is to have your own back so much to stand in your decisions, whether they're amazing or not, and have your own back to the point that somebody's outside opinion can't change how you feel about yourself or how you feel about your decision or how you feel about how you wore your hair that day, right? And then the people that can have an influence are only from trusted sources at the right time when it's a good discussion, right? Some stranger on the street who says that they don't like your outfit should not be able to influence whether you feel good about yourself today or not. But we give away so much of our power because we have this fear that if somebody else confirms something negative that we think about ourselves, then therefore it's true. And it just takes one. It doesn't have to be a prominent fashion designer or a well-known model, or like your friend who's got the best fashion insight who rejects your outfit that makes you second-guess yourself. It's literally anyone. It could be a fucking stranger on the street who says something, and now your brain takes it as truth because one outside person said so. And so I want you to think about how ridiculous that actually is, because why would their sentence in their brain be any more true than my sentence in my brain? The sentence in my brain when I left the house and I said, I like this. I look cute. I feel good. That sentence can be just as true or truer because this person doesn't fucking know what they're talking about. But that's not where our brain goes to right away because a lot of us are walking around with this underlying fear of rejection. And because it's a fear of ours, when we see just any indication that it's around or it's true or it's coming up, that's when we believe it over our own thoughts, over our own opinion, over our own take on a situation. And so I want you to really give yourself the freedom to understand that if a sentence in somebody else's brain conflicts with a sentence in your brain, there is still room for discussion, right? There is still room for error. (laughs) There is still room for revision, right? It doesn't have to be that the second somebody says something about you that you have to take it on, that you have to live by it, and that it has to become a new thing that you wear on your shoulders. And when you are able to get to a point where you at least have the power to question other people's thoughts about you, then somebody else's outside random opinion of you is not going to influence the decisions you make for yourself. And when that's the case, you have this type of trust within yourself, right? That you know that, okay, I'm going to do something scary or I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to say my feelings. If this person doesn't agree with me or if this person thinks I'm stupid or whatever, I'm not going to think I'm stupid. I'm not going to reject myself because people can say anything they want, anything they want to you. That's the joy of living in a society, right? People can say whatever the fuck they want. But if you're so afraid of what somebody says or what a lot of us have, what somebody thinks about you, then you are living at the mercy of like random strangers, random sentences in their brain. 
which is actually fucking crazy when you think about that, right? Like you're not going to this party because you think someone's going to think a thought about you. You're not wearing that dress you like because you're worried someone's going to tell you that you don't look good in it, right? Like you're not going out for that job because you're afraid that they're not going to accept your application or somebody's going to tell you no. But all of that is not a problem until you decide to take those opinions, that rejection on, and you decide to say, this is who I am now. That's what causes so much of us so much suffering for such a long time. We get rejected from one job and we make it mean that we're not good enough for any other job in that field or at that same level. And then we take ourselves out of the game for six months and we either do one or two things, right? We we sulk and we dwell on how we didn't get that thing for a long time. And we have all of this negative talk in our head, all of this negativity that we sit in for a while. And we decide to believe that it's true that we're not good enough because of what one company said. Or we do the opposite and we believe what this company said and we go out and we try to do all of these things to make ourselves more worthy just based off of this one instance. And so even though it sounds like it can be a positive thing, like, oh no, I'm just going out and I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm learning more skills so that I'm qualified for this job, or I'm losing weight so that I look good in this dress, or I'm taking singing lessons so that I don't make a fool of myself while I'm at karaoke. You need to look at what your reasoning is that is driving all of this striving that you're constantly doing. If it's coming from a place of, oh, I just felt like it and it was fun and it sounded like something fun and it sounded like a fun way to challenge myself, that's one thing. But what happens is a lot of us face this big rejection and then we feel like we need to fix ourselves so that we never experience that rejection again. But what I want to gift you instead is that you can just choose to think about rejection differently and stay exactly the same. Because when you are doing things to avoid ever having to be rejected again, right? If you are achieving, if you are trying to better yourself out of avoiding with the goal of never being rejected again, not only are you playing a losing game because rejection is inevitable in life, just is, but what you don't realize you've done is you've triggered this cycle of telling yourself that outside people can affect you so much that you're going to uproot your life. You're going to change who you are. You're going to prove something to them so that you can be good enough. All that does is keep the control in the outside person's hands. Because what happens if you get rejected again? You're going to be back on the cycle. Or worse, you're going to get accepted. But even if you get the acceptance, it doesn't mean that you stopped this brain pattern of believing that you're not good enough. You're just going to be right back in that pattern again when there's something else that you want to strive for or something else that you're not feeling good enough for right now, right? Once you're on the other side where you have the job or you've lost the weight or you learn how to sing, you're going to stay in the cycle of trying to strive to be good enough. That is a thought loop that cannot be fixed from the outside because once you get to the next level, you're just going to feel like you should be at the next level. And once you get there, you're just going to constantly be in this mindset of trying to prove yourself honestly to yourself. Whether you recognize it as that or not is a different issue, but you're going to be constantly trying to prove yourself. And that to me is no way to live because it puts so much power into everybody else's hands but your own. And so the way that we combat this is to see rejection as just another part of life, to see another person's opinion of you as just another string of sentences, right? To get to a point where we need to trust the source before we take on information and get to a point with ourselves where we know and trust our own judgment so much that just because somebody else has a differing opinion than us doesn't make us bad, wrong, or need fixing. 
we're great just the way that we are. Thank you for your input. I'm going to go have a talk over with myself. Then we can agree to disagree, right? If I'm not making rejection this horrible thing looming over my head that if somebody does it to me, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to treat myself like shit. I'm going to point out all the ways that I don't add up to what they're talking about. And I'm going to repeat that over and over and over to myself, right? That's what we do. And that's why our brains fear it so much. Not because rejection is like objectively a negative thing. It's because what we do to ourselves once we experience it. Once somebody we like doesn't like us back, what we make it mean about us, how long we spend pointing out all the things wrong about ourselves, how much time and energy we give to this negative thinking about ourselves. That's why we fear rejection, not because somebody's right, but because we reject ourselves. We abandon the fuck out of ourselves. And we literally spend hours, days, months tearing ourselves apart, telling ourselves how stupid we are, how wrong we were, how dumb we were to think that we could have got this, or how ridiculous it was for us to think that we were beautiful or that this guy likes us, right? The rejection happens in a moment. It's all of the negative self-talk that makes us so afraid of experiencing rejection. But the thing is, the negative self-talk is the only part that you have control over. And you can decide to not engage in that part, to listen to what somebody has to say about you and not make it mean a laundry list of things that are wrong with you. To get rejected and to not see it as the worst thing that could ever happen to you. All of that is within your power. And when you realize that that's the only thing that makes rejection scary, then magically, rejection stops becoming the enemy. It just becomes like a difference of opinions or an interesting conversation starter, or like a way to just, I don't know, change direction to get you somewhere else than where you thought you were going. It's not this huge giant thing that's going to make or break you because that decision is actually up to you. And so when you don't fear rejection, the way that you can put yourself out there just like changes like in so many ways, right? Because it's like, well, if I don't get this job, I'll just try again later. If this guy doesn't like me, I'll just find another guy who likes me. If this dress doesn't fit me, mm, I don't know. I think I might wear it anyways, right? Like there's all of these ways that you stop limiting yourself because this worry that you have just disappears. And when it does come up, because brains be like that, okay, all you do is you talk yourself back out of it. You remind yourself, yeah, we're just worried that somebody's going to tell us no. But if somebody tells us no, I'm not going to tell you no, girl. We're just worried that somebody's going to think they don't like us. And if we get that vibe that somebody's thinking that, we don't have to think that about ourselves. I don't have to think that I don't like you just because somebody doesn't like you, right? Or we're going to go out for this job and if we don't get it, we're not going to make that mean that we're never going to get a job ever again. We're going to take a moment. We're going to decide if we want to apply for another one or we're going to decide if we want to go out for ice cream, right? And you shorten the experience of the rejection. You shorten the experience of the negative thinking that comes with rejection because you already are prepared. You're like, been here, know how this is going to go. Don't worry, I got you. I'll be here for you whatever way this goes. And when you're coming from that mindset, you start going out for the things in life that you actually care about. So even when somebody tells you no 20 times, the one time you get told yes, it's so much more meaningful because it's exactly the type of job you want or exactly the type of man you want or exactly the type of outfit you want, right? But a lot of times because we're afraid of rejection, It's not even that we settle for less. We just settle for different because the idea of not getting something we don't like very much is so much less scary. Or the idea of getting something that wasn't as hard, right, is a way for us to write off that it was so scary to try in the first place. 
So just imagine if you gave yourself the opportunity, like, I'm going to go after this 150 times before I say never again, because I know that this is exactly what I want. So if I have to spend the rest of my life trying for this type of man or this type of life, why wouldn't you, right? People get so worried about settling in work or in love. It's only because you stop trying for the thing that you actually want because of what you make it mean when you don't get it. So I'm just going to leave you with all that today and just let you know that fearing rejection is completely up to you. And rejection being this big, scary monster is completely up to you. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you're looking for any advice, any Q&A, any one-on-one conversation with me around dating and relationships, I want you to come and join my Facebook group, Dating and Relationship Skills for the Modern Woman. We have tons of lessons, tons of self-love is going on right now in that Facebook group. So if you feel like you need more info, more help, all of that good stuff, then come on over to the Facebook group and we'll get you sorted and be a part of a community of women who's just trying to live their best lives, okay? So I'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. If you like what you've heard on the podcast and you want to go deeper into all this good stuff and learn how to actually apply these concepts to your life, then I want you to come and work with me one-on-one. I have a couple of slots open for new clients and I want you to have the life-changing experience that is coaching. Listening to the podcast is one thing, but having that face-to-face personalized time with me so we can get to the heart of what you want and get clarity around your personal roadblocks is a whole other experience entirely. So if this is something that is of interest to you, come on over to beyouthankyou.com, which would be beyouthankyou.com to get some more details. I only have room for a couple more people at this price point, so I don't want you to miss out on this experience. You can also sign up for my mailing list so that you are the first to know when I have available slots and just when I have new offerings. So that's beuthankyou.com and I can't wait to get started.